Hey. Hey. Why we keep saying hey? <laughs> oh no, we need us a another like, word. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> like somebody gonna respond back. Hello. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. We here. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, my brother? Oh, oh, I'm great. Uh, bars. 16 on the car. One dude. How we do it? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> what? Leave your brother back in here doing this one. Yeah, but he actually did do a little freestyle on it. Yeah, I actually could, but I'm just more just like, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Anyhow, so with that being said, man, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to another week. We are here. Yusuf Muhammad, Yam's creation. Um, yeah, man, we're here for another week. I'm talking, I'm just talking. Let me slow down. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? <laughs> Good <laughs> evening. evening. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Cocktails and Conversation. It is your boy, Yusuf Muhammad, Yam's creation on social networks. I am tuning in from the room in. Um, <laughs> out here chilling. Um, I'm rolling shotgun with the homie. Y'all know who it is, Tim Hargrove, Dark Shining Light. Darkness, everybody, darkness. That's him, that's him. Uh, let, let's do that one more time. Uh, okay. he just <laughs> Dark Shining Light in the building. Darkness, everybody, darkness. I just like to hear Yo. it two times because it sounds so good. <laughs> sounds time. But I, I really want to, uh, this is a good day. We got we got some celebrities in the building. Um, yeah. <laughs> Our studio celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> studio, yes. Come on, so let us introduce ourselves as usual. Who are you? How y'all doing out there? I go by the Night Owl. Hoot hoot. Oh, I actually like that one. And hello, everyone. I go by the Zen Peacock. So in the studio with us today, we have Hooters <laughs> Restaurant and we have um, Tiger, uh, Crouching Tiger, <laughs> Hidden Dragon. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us in the studio today. Always just if this is your first time tuning in, I'm very disrespectful with names, but you'll be all right. Keep it's keep okay, listening. man. Look, we who do who and, and skinny. Who do who and Wu side the building today? Um, so as usual, we just give our introductions and we start talking. Um, today's conversation is gonna be something different. It's always something different, but it's gonna be different because I'm not gonna introduce it. Um, I'm gonna let um, Young Sawin over here introduce <laughs> the um, topic for today. Uh, the introduction will be tonight's topic will be based off of gatekeeping, and what I wanted to say about gatekeeping is being able to pay it forward. Mm. When you pay it forward, we reflect on Matthew seven twelve that says, "In everything, therefore, treat people the way you want them to treat you, for this is the law of the prophets." And so. Sometimes we have people where you are in a skill or you, you are learning a skill and you admire somebody else's work and you go to them humbly and just like, hey, you know, I'd love to study under you. I'd love to learn as much as I can from you. I really admire your work. And it's taking you everything in you to go to that person. And they tell you, well, no one taught me. So you need to figure it out for yourself. So that is just the preface of tonight's conversation. They're a bunch of haters. I'm going to say it like that. Then short. Yeah, I can end the conversation right there if you wanted to, but we're going <laughs> to roll it out just a little bit longer. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to sit still. I'm going to 
back seat for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, shoot, I'm gonna go right back there with you. I, I would love to hear <laughs> hear on uh, gatekeeping from our, our guests. Who run the show, girls? Okay. <laughs> Since um, I was talking, let's to not someone. go into specifics. I'm not. No, I was gonna say um, having a conversation with. Um, the other producer and also Mr. Dark Shining Light, a while back, I had a conversation with them about everyone knows that I do photography. And mm-hmm. when I was working in the production field um, very heavily at one point in time, there was another photographer that I really admired his work. And even to this day, I still admire his work. And long story short, I went to him and I said, hey, you know, I would really, really, really Really, 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 really. Under you, like, I think your your work is amazing. Can you give me tips on lighting? He said, no, nobody gave me tips on crap. You need to get out there. You need to figure it out yourself. I was like, wow, go to another photographer, one who I'd known at this point since I was 19 or maybe 20 years old. And he's a very big Atlanta photographer now. And kudos to him. But on the other side of it, it was like, darn, I walked, I, I went, I went over to his studio about, a year ago, or probably a year ago to the day, and I said to him, um, "Hey, I really love you know I love your studio because we caught up on caught up on um, on some app." And he was just like, "How have you been?" And I said, "I've been great. How have you been?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh no, just working." He said, "You stopped by the studio." I said, "Okay." Well, his studio happened to be right behind where I was recording, you know, shooting shooting another show. So I was like, "Oh wow!" So I walked over one day and I go in the studio and. Um, you know, I was just looking around and I'm like, wow, I'm really proud of you. I said, you've come very far. Like, I'm so proud of you. And it's, it was amazing to see how I knew him to be shooting in like a small, you know, apartment at one point in time to it being like this big space. And I was just like, wow, this is this is dope. Like, congratulations. And I asked him, I said, do you mind if I come and shadow you sometimes? I said, I won't be of disturbance. I just really want to shadow you. I want to learn and everything. And he said... Yeah, but you're going to get charged a fee. I was like, for shadowing? He said, yeah, my money, my time costs money. So if you're going to be behind me, walking behind me, doing all that, you need to pay me. And his going rate for me even to get in the car with him was $150. And I said to him, I said, I said, oh, I said, you were serious. He was like, I don't have time to play. He said, I'm taking time out now to even write you when I could be sitting and editing photos. And I was like, but you reached out to me. But then, and this somebody you've been known since she was 19, this 20 years old. This is somebody I've known since I was 19 to 20 years old. And I'm just like, wow. And give or take, we haven't talked in a while, but it's always been cool. It's always been cool. Yeah. At one point, we were thick as thieves. But Our I was just kind of like, wow. Okay. And it really, it. Say that again. No, you can go ahead please. on the uh, who do. <laughs> who do? Oh, I was saying an expletive to that person. Yeah. Pop them in the squeeze a lemon so, off their butt. <clears throat> the, the, um, but I don't like it either. I'll begin by saying the audacity of this. But wait, wait, wait. Before before you say that, I always want to say, if that's his method of how he chooses to, or how this person chooses to travel through life, and do, if that is your method, and if that that's what works for you, it works for you. It works for him. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, it sucks, but... But you know, and the sad thing is, somebody else led him. Another big celebrity brought him on mm-hmm. while he was working at the airport. Another person brought him in under their arm and was teaching them. And I know that person, and I wrote that person. And that person said, "I would love to." 
And this person has 4 million followers online. He said, I would love to if I had the time. You know what? That, that goes on to say what you were talking about earlier. It's like when people who have, when you have an abundance of something, you move way differently than someone who's on their way. You know what I'm saying? When, when somebody has more than enough and they've already made it, they're more, they're more likely to pour into somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing that I hate about it is because, okay, time is money, especially if you're in the position. But there's a way to do anything, you know, and mm-hmm. there's a way to talk to somebody. If you have a fee, there's a way to talk to somebody about what you're doing and why, especially if you're in a relationship. Like when we talk about gatekeeping, you know, it's it's one thing to be among the crowd, but another thing, because all of us have had a person in our lives that, uh, you know, we looked up to or we had a relationship with. And then when it gets to us, they, they treat you coldly. And that's not the way to do it. You know, there's a way to speak to people. Even if you're if you're not in the position to give, and you're like, okay, there's a better way to say that. Okay, well, you know, normally I have a fee that I charge, and if we can work something out, we can possibly do that. But I'm not really in the position right now to teach for free. But you know, here are my rates, and see if this works for you. That's the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing is about what, like, what we say, gatekeeping. Some people have placed the gate there and they stand in front of it with the lock and key. Yep. I'll give you a physical example. Years back when they had the uh, Final Four, we went to that years back, uh, me, you, and uh, our partner, uh, Rasul. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are, we went to uh, get into a certain area and there was an older black guy. He saw us and we were volunteering and everything. So, you know, we were there to help with the event. Centennial. This older guy. Yeah, we was at Centennial Park. Centennial Park. Yeah. NCAA. Hey, this guy, he doesn't, oh, no, y'all not coming over there. And we look at, why not? We seen all these other folks coming through there. He's like, nah, man, y'all y'all need to go back there. They ain't going to let nobody like you in. Basically us because we young and black. And so he's literally guarding the gate that he placed up. So we go around. Russell's like, man, never mind him, man. Let's go around here. We go around the white people who's uh, in charge of the uh, Lexus event. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, where y'all go? Y'all volunteer, right? It's like, yeah, come on in, y'all. Come on in. You can have a drink. You can have something to eat. Come on in and party with us. We, we, You know, our team won and everything. I'm like, oh, okay. So we go in there. And she's like, this one guy, he came up to me. He was like, you want to see something really cool? <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. He's like, here's the Final Four trophy. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, here, here's the actual championship trophy. Go ahead and take some pictures with it. You can you can hold it. You can touch it. Wow. And I got to touch it before the actual winners got to touch <laughs> wow. it. And so here I am taking pictures with it. And, uh, me and uh, Russell taking pictures. And I look back, and that same guy who was trying to keep us out, he was stuck on the outside. Yep. And here we were enjoying. We, we were drinking cake. Uh, we uh, eat cake. I'm drinking. You know, Russell, them nail drinks. <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm having a great time. You know, they're giving us all this free swag and all this other stuff. And what I mean by that is you don't know the position that you'll be in later on. Because a lot of times people will gatekeep and they'll block the interest. 
But in just a short while, they may be the ones stuck on the outside of the gate because you don't know where life is going to take you. And especially with us being black people, there's not an abundance of opportunities that's open as it has been made for other people. And so it's not like there's so much scarcity, but other communities have no problem working with each other. They have no problem opening the gates to one another. And for us, it's, it's with that scarcity mindset, like it's only so much out there. Like it, there's plenty of money to be made. There, You can't have all the clients in Atlanta. It's right. not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so many people that's here for so much. On one day, you know, when people have an abundance mindset, when there's, you have so much coming in, you might have to direct the client somewhere else. Yeah, It's like, man, I am booked up. I would love to, to do this, but I can only be one place at one time. Mm-hmm. I know this person. And I had the uh, joy of training them. So I know what style you look at. They know how to do this in this style. And what we do is we, we take away so much from each other and ourselves because it's catering to, let's just be honest, it's catering to white people and their mindset. Because as black people, when we were owners of the planet, this planet is abundant. You could just grab fruit walking down the, tr- the street, grab vegetables, grab herbs. There's land. Like in the South, it's vastly different from being up North because land is abundant here. There's yeah. no need to push and scratch and crawl. People will just fix you a plate. And I'm talking about the old South. I don't know about y'all who are not from Atlanta, y'all who are not born here, who weren't here doing the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even early 2000s. Look, you go to somebody's house and you hungry, somebody go feed you because it's an abundance of food. You want to go and buy land, there's so much land and property when you come down south. But when you come with a scarcity mindset, that's why you have these people from other areas and they're developers and they're putting houses all on top of each other because they have a scarcity mindset because they want to they want to maximize it's just as little as possible. But when you do that, what happens is you screw up the economy. You screw up how things are supposed to work because you're not operating from from the abundance that God has. And see, when we, when we, it, what we have to learn to do is pray for one of those and thank them because when people gatekeep from you and they show who they are, that's a blessing because you know what you're dealing with. You know what you're dealing with. And what God does is he, he shuts us off sometimes from people that we don't need to associate. I, yeah, I know you knew them back in the day and I know you admire this person, but you need to see who this person is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if we get into those positions, he doesn't want us to have a snake under our feet. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and, and what the other thing is, God places us in positions to experience something because that person experienced something that you did not and they were hurt by that. So you already know that you're going to make it, but God wants you to feel that so that no one else has that feeling coming from you because you just might have a tired day. You just may have a day that, and that one person may come up to you in the same way where it was the wrong day for you and you were just sick of everybody crap. And, but then a, Thing, experiences like that, it calls you to come to memory. Remember you were in that position? Remember how you were treated? 
there's a beautiful story about I think what's what's the lady she uh, was in the, on that show? Give me a break. The comedian, the black lady. Was it Nell something? No, Nell Carter. Nell Carter. There's a beautiful story where uh, Martin Lawrence talked about how she she helped him in the industry. And he was like, you know, she she helped him out with money. She helped him out with opportunities and stuff like that. And he was like, man, I don't know how to pay you back. She said, you help somebody else out. Pay it forward. And that's what we have to understand is when you, it's no, it's not that you're paying, you're depositing something. You got people who will pay their tithes faithfully, but they won't tithe into the people around them. Because the tithe ain't for the church. The tithe is for the people so that my people have no lack. And that's what we, we miss that. We miss the fact that we can pour into somebody and it ain't got to be money. Sometimes it can be time. Sometimes it can be a smile. Sometimes it can be an opportunity. Sometimes it can just be knowledge. But when you got black people in our own community who are unwilling to pour, you see who you are, you see where you were and you go, no, you need to struggle like I did. What is the point there? There's when we, already built the foundation. What is the point of busting it down so somebody else needs to build another foundation? You don't go to a dealership and go, okay, I would like to buy a car. No, you need to learn how to build another wheel. No, no I, I want to buy a whole car. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? We don't need to reinvent something. We can stand on the shoulders of giants and be able to pour back into it. So, um, unless um, Night Owl want to say something. Oh, you remembered my name. <laughs> no, I just, I just, you know, I, I agree with all of that. And, you know, I'm somebody who has benefited from um, being around people who don't gatekeep and from nepotism, mm. um, especially in the small community of, you know, what my day job is. Er, is wait a minute. Uh, you're going to explain nepotism. I ain't going to no... go there. That, that's, that's the word. <laughs> She's right like, there. nepotism. I'm not finna see her. Show no. Yep. So ne- nephew. <laughs> <laughs> so for, th- for those not aware, nepotism is basically um, being able to um, get opportunities for things from people that you are related to or that you know. Webster's, or this is a, a dictionary definition, mean, says the practice among the among those with power or influence of favoring relatives, friends or associates, especially by giving them jobs. So in my in my line of work, I'm a I'm a UX designer by day and I've benefited from nepotism crime at night. proudly, <laughs> <laughs> proudly. And, and it's because. You know, having black skin, trying to work in the tech field, it is difficult to get in there. And if you have people who can vouch for you, who can who can pull your resume, who can, you know, do this or that, you know, for you that can get you in. That is a good thing. Um, A lot of people look at that as like, oh, well, you know, you you're supposed to struggle the way the other person did. But that's not how. No, because then what's the point of what? what I did in order to get in. I want to pull you up to make it easier for you. I want to advocate for you coming up so you can, you know, work this great job and get the opportunities and flourish and shine the way that you should. 
not sit there and watch you squabble and struggle the same way that, you know, I did or whoever else or whatever. That's that's not the point of that. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything Tim said. And Dark shining light said. Oh, that's fine. They know who I am. <laughs> know it is. Hey, ain't got no warrant. So <laughs> I was trying to stop myself from like saying like government names. And no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Know what we say it on the record. I got a clean record. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. Um, I love the fact you brought up nepotism. That was a nice curve into this one. Um, gatekeeping. Gatekeeping. Quite often. Nowadays, the issue that gatekeeping is that just like the internet, mm-hmm. gatekeeping quite often in a situation like he was talking about, it's a false representation. Yeah. Why quite often people put up their own gate so that they can seem more important that they have yeah. than they are. Because if you are saying that, well, you know, my time is money and everything, I understand that one. However, those with money give out more information than they do give money a lot of times. Yeah. They're wanting to give information. When they say it's lonely at the top, they want more people at the top with them. So you're finding ways. Like they say, nine broke people hanging out. You hanging out, you become 10. Mm-hmm. 10 rich people. Nine, ten, nine rich people hanging out. You start hanging out with them, you become 10. Why? Because they're giving you the information to become like them. So gatekeeping on various levels is... Why are you gatekeeping? What is the purpose? Like we talked about the you talked about the experience with the uh, NCAA individual, and he's gatekeeping. Why? Just because he wanted to seem important. But at the end of the day, what goes around comes around. Now you're locked out. Yeah, and you're not experiencing the gifts that if he'd have let you in, you'd have came back and checked them. Hey man, you good? Like you know, if I need to switch out with you for a minute, go ahead and go in there. Yeah, I mean, it's situations where. We we hinder other people. Here you go. I got it. The saying that I heard, and a lot of people don't agree with it, but I but I say I liked it when I heard it, is that we become worse than crabs in a barrel. Because crabs in a barrel, if you ever looked at them, they're always pulling each other down. Yeah. But the thing about the crab in the barrel is that the crab is not pulling you down to stay down. It's pulling because it's trying to pull itself up. We as a people, and I'm talking about not just black, but I'm just talking about people, period. We will see someone trying to get themselves in a better situation, and you'll pull them down and then go sit your ass back down. Hmm. Because you're not looking to get up. You're looking to just get down. I mean, you're not looking to get up. You just don't want nobody else above you. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with the gatekeeper. You're holding everyone else from getting to the next level just because you don't want no one doing better. Yeah. Just because of envy and jealousy. Whatever situation comes up, you are now creating situations to separate yourself to make you seem bigger. If the person moves past you, then you're not what you thought you would be. Mm-hmm. And nepotism is this, and when you talk about nepotism, it's, it's um, the way the world works. Let's be honest with each other. Nepotism is what gets you moving. Um, I was taught when I was working on an internship with uh, Dr. Ben Chavis, and he was working with uh, Russell Simmons and uh, the financial and de- financial empowerment and Def Jam and everything. Um, <clears throat> we were having lunch one day with my father and 
Dr. Ben Chavis and some other people. And in the meeting, my father said to me, um, because it was a conversation, my father in the middle of the conversation, he said to me, said to them, he said that it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Mm. Because who you know is the equivalent of, and I give a perfect example, I'm not going to drop a name, is that we were outside of a venue one day. <laughs> and I was called, I had to meet them there. And he said, just meet me outside. All right, cool. Because they're going to be arriving a few minutes late. And there was a person out there talking about they knew this artist and they can get themselves in and blah, 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 and hyping themselves up. And when the artist walked by, hollered out their name. Dude kind of just looked at him and you know, kept moving. Left him embarrassed. I'm standing up there. I ain't say nothing. I just looked the whole time. But when the team I was working with, Dr. Ben Chavis and the other artists walked by, they walked up and like, hey, Yusuf, let's go. Walked up. Now, everyone's looking at me like the whole time of, you ain't said nothing, but you knew how everything happens. And this dude's bragging and he ain't doing nothing. So, you know, gatekeep, excuse me, I'm going back to nepotism, nepotism of helping things move forward is that yes. affirmative action kind of plays into nepotism. Yeah. Yeah. If we really want to be honest with each other, nepotism is about who you know getting you in a situation, getting you in the college, getting you in the job. They may not be your best friend. They may not be your mom. They may be someone who knows of you that gets you into a position of helping you get further. The gatekeeper is the one who's trying to keep... The gatekeeper is supposed to be the one who's filtering stuff out. Those yeah. who were against the affirmative action. Are the gatekeepers. Are the gatekeepers. Yes, they are. And the affirmative action is necessary because those like us are kept out the gate. But the gatekeepers the are keeping us out, but through nepotism, they're letting their friends in. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's the way of the world, and we have to stop acting as if this stuff doesn't exist. We have favorites with our with down to your own children and your family members. Right. You will oh my my nephew coming or my niece is coming, my favorite niece coming, so I'ma hide some stuff special over there for her. Right. Nepotism. Mm -hmm. We do it on the smallest level, but it runs through society. And if we act like it and say, Oh, this doesn't exist and people don't do that, it's a lie. Yeah. Right. But I think in this country, just thinking as a whole, like American culture. We don't like to acknowledge nepotism because we're very individualistic as a society, as like that's American culture is the individual, you know, get there, get there the best that you can scratch and fight to get there. So you could be the one that's on top. That's the shit that they sell to us. Well, yeah. And, and we buy it. And we're buying it. <laughs> we're sniffing this like a line of coke. But when you look under the veil, that's not what those people who have power are doing. Wasn't it Donald's, Donald Trump's dad that gave him like a loan of however much money so he could start he says to do 10 million, his real estate? But it was like a hundred million. Yeah, he, and, and that's another thing to go into so the veil with so the amount. So did you really, you know, you can pay? Oh, well, I, 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 I got myself up by my boots. You should too. 
No, and them with some nice boots did. you got right. on. You know, you walked up somebody them steps gave with some polo boots, boots right. on. You starting off with Shiny. boots. We starting off with bare feet. Right. Exactly. You yeah. got boots because boots mean you have some socks to go along with yeah. it, mm-hmm. along with the nice shoes and the laces to go on them. But and why it's important for us to understand that too, though, now is we're in a day and age where we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. We don't have to scratch and scrape to get where we where we need to be like and we don't have to look at that as a badge of honor we have we have people now who look like us who have pull who can get us through the gate who you know i i wish that more would just pull us you know pull us along give us an opportunity i don't agree with you really i don't agree because we're in a day and age that you still have to do it because the way the system is set up Mm. like you just said it's very difficult for you why is it difficult for you? One, you're a woman. Yeah. We're going to skip over race. Let's deal with the sex. Mm-hmm. You're a woman. And a male chauvinistic group. Then, two, you're a black woman. So you look down upon on, on, on top of that. Oh, you ain't nothing but blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So then you're educated. So you got everything that should be working for you, counteracting you in a situation that the gatekeeper is the man. Yeah. Why are why should I have this woman over me? Who is who is she who does she think she is? She thinks nothing. She just knows this is what I do. But see, that's the problem. Just because I need to get where I need to get doesn't mean that I'm going to be over you. There's no crawling over. There's a lot of room for everybody to exist and for everybody to work and move in whatever field it is. There's it is. It's There's so much. It's abundant. It's 196 million, 940,000 square miles of useful earth that we live on. Mm-hmm. However, most of us want to live in the five by five uh, square mileage, which we work in. Actually, let's even break it down worse. Mm-hmm. Most of us want to live in, within the, I want to say, 29,000 square feet of office space building that we work in. Because that's what we think that we thrive the most in. Like you said, if we stepped outside that 29,000 square feet, which if you want to really break it down, it's probably about 2,000 square feet in the square within itself. The 29,000 is the whole building Mm -hmm. going straight up. Mm -hmm. If you stepped outside that 2,000 square foot box, you still got a whole nother world. But because we're so comfortable within this box, we don't want no one gatekeep. We don't want no one to go around to be better than us because if you're better than me then who am i at this point just like this again me excuse me for jumping in the front seat tim i know you was driving but <laughs> she still got a cup oh she still got a cup yeah uh 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 shali and uh kung fu master oh that's uh um, ling Gwing. <laughs> Lord. She still got the cup <clears throat> zen peacock she gotta come up yeah, you know, she gotta right. come up to the mic you know how it work mm-hmm mm. mm-hmm we know how it works. We know how it works. <laughs> um, I have a I have a, a story about being on the inside. My last point of view was from being on the outside trying to get help with photography. When I was in production, um, it goes back to me working on a very huge, hugely successful podcast, and me manifesting me being on this show. 
And I was like, I really want to be on this show. I really want to be on this show. That's it. I'm going to put it into action. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be on this show. This show has healed me. I love these people. They're so funny. And long story short, I just remember going online. I've made an effort to watch the show every single day that they, or every two or three days that they posted. I watched the show and I was like, hmm, okay. I started noticing that in the background of their show, they had the name of the studio. I was like... I'm going to just write the studio. Right. I'm going to just write the studio. So I messaged them. And when I messaged them, one of the interns wrote me back and was like, yeah, come on out. Come on out. I get out there. He's out there learning production and film and video and everything and audio. And I already have been in school for audio engineering, but I haven't gotten that hands-on experience because of the simple fact that it was just like... We not about to be dealing with no girls. Y'all are emotional as hell. Y'all don't never want to do nothing. Then y'all are scary in the production field. That's what we always hear. You women are scary. Y'all are itchy in this field. You know, mm. you guys are just like the best to work with, but hard to tolerate. So mm. I was just kind of like, dang, okay. So we already had this stigma. And then when you take, you know, the fact that it's not a lot of African-American women in production, then you add that aspect in. So... I go to the studio. Um, I ended up meeting the owner of the studio. And, you know, I just kind of weaseled my way into every single show that they had. Like, oh, well, no, we're done shooting. No, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to wait till y'all shoot something else. So then they come in, they end up shooting something else. I'm like, need help with anything? I'll roll cables. I'll do this. I'll do that. And I literally was like, I will help paint the wall. Like, in there helping paint. Just any little thing for me to be in there. And then finally... The show that I wanted to be on, they came in the studio and I was like, oh, and it's all these people that I had been watching for like two or three years at this point. And I'm just like, wow, I finally get to meet these people. And they were the sweetest set of guys. Mm. And I was just I was just like, oh, my God, you guys are so nice. Like They were so nice, except for one. <laughs> but the rest of them were just so sweet. And I was just like, wow, well. The guy who brought me in to actually, you know, have me do the audio and let me assist and stuff, mm. over time, he trained me so well that their, their um, executive producer was like, I want you to work on our show. I want you to travel with us. I want you to come with us on the road to do this show. I said, okay. He said, be patient. We're trying to get some stuff together, you know, over here that they don't know about over here. He said, well, be patient. I was like, okay, cool. On the video camera in said studio was a video well was the security camera and next thing i know i'm getting locked out of the studio why you ask because they you i had boxes. a conversation <laughs> what you say? on a friday they you stealing boxes man me they got in the back boxes. of your head <laughs> he goes this person goes i saw you talking to the executive producer what's that about i said oh well they want me to travel with them if you're gonna leave there and do that. Then you need to leave there and do that. But just know they're not going to pay you that much. I was like, well, you don't pay me at all. But this is what you've trained me to do. You've trained me yeah. to be able to get to the level to where I want to go. I manifested this entire experience. Do y'all know he changed the locks the next day? And they were looking for me. And the, the some of the talent have reached out to their executive producer and was like, where is she? We liked her. Where is she? And he reached out to me like, "Where? what, what happened? Where were And I said... He locked me out because he saw you talking to me on the video camera. He goes, wow. 
Wow. That's crazy. And I said, this is the, the thing of gatekeeping from the inside where, no, yeah, you can come in, you can do your internship, you can come sit in, you can talk to the talent, you can do everything you want to do. But, if but you, you better ever, not get no job from them. Ever rise above what I... ever get no job. If you right. rise above where I am... No, no, no. It's you rise above where I placed you. Where I placed you. Oh, yeah. Then it's like. Not where I am, where I placed you. Yeah, where I've placed you. Don't get out of line, nigga. Yeah, he told him, he said, he told him straight up, he said, she's my intern. Oh, wow. She's my intern. I tell her what she can and cannot do. Wow. And these were his words. And I was like, wow. And he called me. He said, he called me one day. He said, you know what? You know what? I just realized, his the thickest Jamaican accent, you know what I just realized? You can do whatever the hell you want to do. You can do it. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. If that's where you want to go, go. Watch what happens to you. But you won't make it in this industry. You won't go far in this industry at all. Behaving that way. And I said, behaving what way? What are you talking about? They may pay you. They may pay you. But they not going to pay you a lot. And that's why I told him. I said, I said, what's sad is that I, over the past six or seven months, have bust my butt to try to prove to who I am. They thought I was good enough. You thought I was good enough to help run their show. But I'm only good enough in your face. I'm not good enough outside of your face. I'm not good enough when other people are starting to notice. When other people notice that I'm good enough, it's a problem. But if it's only you, it's, it's nothing. And so I've been in the industry to where gatekeeping has turned into, you know... My version of it from the production side of it is very much so, um, oh, well, no, we don't want to deal with girls. We, we don't want to deal with girls and we're not going to deal with them because you guys are just too much to deal with. And don't be black because you guys have too much of an attitude and too, you guys are overly assertive is what we are told. I had one guy just tell me two weeks ago, he said, Oh, yeah. He said, there used to be a lot of girls in production. He said, all of them black girls. He said, guess what happened to them? I said, well, he said, they all went and started a darn photography company. And I said, darn, that's what I did. And he said, yeah. He said, because we look at y'all sometimes like, it, you, you can't lift what we can lift. You can't do what we can do. So, so why are you here? So we're not going to book you. I've had people book me for stuff. And then their friend come back on tour, come back from off tour. Oh, tell her, never mind. Um, I'll bring my homeboy in. I'm bring my homeboy in. I've had that happen so many times to where I get booked for gigs and then now nah, my homeboy just flew back in. He just did a Janet Jackson concert. So instead of paying her $5.50, I'm going to pay him $8.50 and he's going to come in because I got to make sure my homeboy get that bread. That's different. I feel what you're saying. No, it's the same. So can I, it's, it's the same. Can I jump on that with you? Mm-hmm. But just know it's the same. The um, <laughs> I had to control my emotional Please uh, outlook. Because it's the same. So when we talk about a person not wanting to rise, you to rise above where you put them. Um, I'm going to put my disclaimer on this one. I'm not going to apologize. That whatever I say at this point, I don't know what I'm going to say. Don't take it personal. Wake up. Right. Um, so let's deal with the reality of how it is. Let's give it so people can understand more. If we look at the old, I'm going to say the old society. I'm not going to say the new society. Mm. If we look at the old society of how white men treated black people, of we put you where we want you to be, and you can't rise above it. 
If you remember quite often and you watch a movie and you see a black man helping out a set of white men and then they have a problem and he kind of gives a solution. They say, oh, you, what, what, you think you're spying us, nigga? Who you think you are, nigga? Get back in your place, boy. Don't be talking, don't be talking to us. We ain't asked you, boy. Because why? How do you know? How do you know more than I know? Mm-hmm. You're not qualified to know more than I know. Mm-hmm. So let me put a, another put good perspective on it. It's a movie um, by when Most Death was in. It called What the Lord Made, something the Lord made. It's a movie where he's a a black scientist working with a white man, but he is being regulated. Ah, that's the word I'm looking for. He's being regulated to a certain area of research. Mm-hmm. But most deaf is supposed to be the most qualified because this is like during the 1950s and 60s. Mm-hmm. So you know we're not in this position. So let me put it to your head. Y'all go look up the movie. So he's not supposed to be working in this one, but he's worked his ass off to become working in this doctor's office mm-hmm. with these researchers. But they still look at him as, you as a nigga. You not intelligent. You as a monkey. Boy, go over there and do this research. So they keep trying to regulate him to things that are below his, I say character, his intellect. And then at one point in halfway through the movie, they're having a problem trying to figure out how to sustain life on this animal because they're doing their test research on animals in order to do them human. And he finds out going to lunch that they're paying the janitor more money than they're paying him as a doctor. And he says, you know what? F this. I'm out. Mm -hmm. He does his job. He finds the answer that they've been searching for months for. He finds it in his angered state and walks out and said, I'm I'm leaving. So you can pay me more. I'm out of here. Because I'm a level four. This dude's level one. And he's being paid more than me. But I'm a level four. I'm on the same level that you all are, but you won't pay me. Exactly. I'm running around the world. But like you said, from the inside, mm-hmm. the gatekeeping is to keep you regulated to where they want you. Huh? Relegated. Relegated. Oh, see, see, that's why you have to have a strong black woman behind you. Because she's a guy <laughs> not damn sure running down the wrong path or without, without even a flashlight. Relegated um, to an area that's less than you. Because if you get outside of that area, you may do more than them. Mm-hmm. So gatekeeping, you know, thank you for this subject. Mm-hmm. Because I, I look at us as a people and we are the worst gatekeeper. Oh, good Lord. I'm still on this. I'm, I'm offending people half right now. It is what it is. The original gatekeepers for us was the overseers. Yeah. It wasn't even the slave master. The slave master... Man, sorry, I'm offending people. It is what it is. They put in charge. It's always that middle. It's always that person. That person because we have been so we're taught that the white man, we we he doesn't have to kill us anymore. He's trained us enough that we kill ourselves. Mm -hmm. That he's put a mindset in us as a black people. Don't fuck black people as a people. Period. Mm -hmm. That we regulate. What's the word? Relegate. Relegate. Thank you very much. Now, it's regulators, mount out. He's being very cyclical. Another big word. You're being very cyclical right now. Okay, thank you very it much. It means repetitive. 
Thank you very much. So um, we are being, we're being put into, I know he's falling asleep over. Um, we are causing, we've been put in the mind state of them so much that they don't have to do anything. The slave master put in place the overseer, which is nowadays the equivalent of the manager of the business, the supervisor, and their job is to, put the R word again on there? Relegate. Relegate you in all your work every day to make sure that you stay in line with what they want done. But do you know why? Tell us why, black woman. Power. We're not talking about 50 It's not even either. power. It, it really is the illusion of it. It's the illusion of it. Right. Because when people have the illusion that they have something that they don't. We say really, really what it, what it comes from is when people have a weakness inside, they project it onto everyone else. Ooh. So if I'm the reason why people who have wealth give so much is because on the inside, they're powerful. On the inside, it doesn't matter. Like mo when you talk to people who have real wealth, they will tell you, it doesn't matter if I go broke tomorrow. Give me six months. Give me a month. Mm -hmm. I have more wealth than anyone around. You can drop me off anywhere on the planet because wealth comes from the inside. It's, mm -hmm. it's that thing that, that no matter happens, what happens, you can't be shaken and you will always, abundance will always come to you and flow. You will always make a way. And from people who don't have that, they feel like, oh man, if I tell them, I'll go broke. They'll get all the business. And I, I, but see, this is what I mean by that though. Yeah. Because the the illusion of that is there, there, there is a power dynamic when you are bringing someone up. Mm -hmm. Because if you're bringing someone up, you are above them and in a sense more powerful because you are once again you're holding that gate and a lot of people get drunk on that illusion of that yeah because if you feel that you hold like you you're like you're holding somebody's well-being or their their uh their fate in your hands by you either telling this person yes or no you can come through the gate or no you cannot and Sometimes people want to hold on to that as much as they can, even if it's no real power at all. Like, yeah. you know, you're you're just a, a you're just a person who has the contact information to what I need. But for that person that, oh, you know, like, oh, I, I have all of this that I'm holding from you. Yeah. Can I salt bay you? Yes. Salt bay. Salt bay. <laughs> salt bay the owl, baby. Put some season on that meat. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> little sprinkle me, tinkle me, baby. E forty in this bitch. Um, you just brought something to my head. It's an illusion of because if you're at the gate, that means you're still outside. Yes, yes. and that's the illusion. That's the illusion. Yeah, because yeah. the gatekeeper yeah. does not own the house. Right, they're the security guard. <laughs> you better speak on. <laughs> speak on. That's the illusion that yeah. you have. Oh, you can't get in without my permission. That's a fucking lie. Not put those shoes on, my nigga. Right, <laughs> right. Because it's like all of, all of us who've been to a club at some point of our life. It's that mm -hmm. security bouncer at the club. Oh, you can't get in, like you said, because you got them shoes on. Mm -hmm. 
But let the manager walk by. Oh, that's my nigga. Man, come on in. Let's come on in. Let's go. Like, you all have been with me. Yeah. <laughs> we pull up yeah. to a, a venue and, oh, man, everybody can't get in certain arts of line. I used to. Hey, let's go. Come on, let's go. Yep. Walk straight right around by. everybody. And, like, you and then everybody with the tight jackets <laughs> on and the 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 uh, sideways weave on and everything. They looking at us hating. Right. With the tight, with the being I'm literally talking about multiple times. That has happened. Right. And, like, you know, it is so sad to see that when um, people who are supposed to have a commonality with you, you know, are supposed to have a brotherhood or sisterhood or, or, or kinfolk because when we look at other people who come from other cultures, they look out for one another. Oh, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got a job. Their cousin got a job for them waiting on them yeah. when they come over to this country. Even when they're not family. Yeah. Let you let, let they the find neighbor. out, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You Nigerian? You speak Igbo? Mm-hmm. You Haitian? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it's something about understanding that we're all on the same team. Because when you understand how a community works, the more people that I have around me, that's more protection that I have around me. That's more strength that I have. When when I can get this person, we look out for one another. That that's the whole point is this, right? Look at what uh, Tyler Perry did for the older actors and actresses. Yes, yes. Because they poured into someone else long ago. Because one day you will get old. One day you will retire. One day you'll be going through something and see what well, all it takes is for the word of mouth to get out about you. Mm-hmm. When I was getting out of the military, there were things that I needed, right, to have done. I was being mistreated on one area, but everything that I needed to have done, it was people that heard about me. It's like, oh, that's all hard, girl? Oh, you took took care of my cousin. You took care of my partner. I remember you from um, when we were deployed together. I didn't remember any of them. Not now when I'm... You know what I'm saying? But, you know, somebody had heard something that heard something about me. And it's, it's not saying that I was just this wonderful person. I just did what I felt was the right thing. I did my job. I helped everybody that I could. And when I needed it the most, next thing you know, y'all looked at me and said, hey, you know, it's about $6,000 a hole that you never got. What? Yeah. I've been, I've been you know. Cha-ching, nigga, let's yeah, go. Off and release it right now. You'll get it on your next paycheck. You see what I'm saying? It, or, you know, when I was looking to get my uh, my security clearance. It's supposed to, oh, yeah, I heard about uh, X, Y, and Z. You, that that's you. You the saw Hargrove. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim Hargrove, right? Yeah. Okay. Turn this packet into me. I'm I'm the person that takes care for the state. Just turn it to me, to, to me, and I and I push it up. So when we, the thing that we do, we don't know what p- position we'll, we're going to be in. Because the more that I have someone with all these skills, they bring more than just you know asking for a handout. They bring a set of skills. They bring the relationships that they have. Now, I do think gatekeeping is important because there are some people who don't need to be there. There are some people who will corrupt the atmosphere. You know, you just because we grew up together, yeah, but then you slang dope and, 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 and jump in and out of folks' windows and, and steal from people. Then you, then I, I saw you last night when you um embezzling. Like the entourage. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think entourage. that there's a... a, a, a there's a reason to have a gatekeeper. But the problem with us 
is they're keeping the wrong folks out. I wish you could solve this. Go right ahead. Wish a nigga solve this. Wish you, wish you could. And the reason I say that because you know I know we supposed to be cocktails in conversation and it's drinks and everything, but I don't drink, so I can't. Oh, it's like that. But seasoning allows you to alter the taste buds and alter your mind. That's why there's plenty of people listening. What the hell are you talking about seasonings for? Um, but wish nigga sauce. Um, <laughs> and this one, as you're talking about, you know, the gatekeeping and what's going on, I still with people kind of, you know, denying their, their, I say blackness, but denying themselves, period. Yeah. I say only blackness because... We black, you know, shit is what it is. So, you know, in your gatekeeping, denying your own people. Yeah. Denying your own sense. Because the reality of it is what, ooh, thank you a lot. I was you know, like, I throw the minister in on every damn thing. So um, he talks about how one man can't change the outlook of a nation or a group of people. It takes us all to work together. I'm, I'm definitely quoting that wrong. But synopsisizing it—that's my new word. Synopsisizing. <laughs> synopsis. We gonna throw a, a whole bunch of uh, words we create Seasoning today. Seasoning and word creation. <laughs> All right, 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 right. In the cocktails and conversations. There you go. So synopsisizing that his 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 his, his point is that if you're in the position of gatekeeping because you're not in a position of power, you are in a limited position of power. Yes, you are. But if you're in a position of gatekeeping. The reality of it is at some point you need to start helping your people out. Yeah. Like, I, and I'm speaking, go ahead. If you want to get further away from that gate, past that gate. Right. Yeah. Help the people out. You got to help people out because That's the reality true. of it is, so I went to school in Kentucky, mm-hmm. Berea College. I was around white folks. I'm a Muslim, but I hung out with white folks and I still do to this day. But the reality of dealing with them is that they love to help each other, other out. Just like a fraternity, but their fraternity doesn't exist by title, it exists by skin tone. They literally, if they but you do have to be qualified. So we're talking Muslim. Qualify yourself for, for the position that await you. Yeah. So if they see another white man coming into a job, they want to help that white man out because they're helping their people out. And there's nothing against that. I don't even talk that as prejudice and racist. Because if we put ourselves in position, That's what we, we can help our people too. Yeah. If we right, if we put ourselves in position in our own businesses, mm-hmm. we don't have to be worrying about. Oh well, you know, we, we gotta hire some white folks and some Indians. I gotta hire shit. This is my company. Mm-hmm. I hire what I want to hire. Just like in the other companies, they hire what they want to hire. Then they had to put in affirmative action. Yeah. They had to put in these things for us to come in because we weren't there for the longest. Well, what it is is because they destroyed our things that we had. No, I I, I can't give you that one. Uh, I look at it like this. Now, there were specific practices that was done even in this city where they changed rules to destroy banks. They've taken lands. They destroyed entire black industries. And there were think tanks they hire people oh, yeah, for hundreds of thousands of dollars to look at how can we destroy what has happened. Not only physically, but let's there there are certain businesses where they made sure that their uh advertising was located right behind a tree. So you didn't spend all this money and they've ruined your your marketing. 
or they've made sure that they pitted everything against the traffic that you would have. So when historically, see, it's nothing. Here's what I look at. Hire who you want to do whatever you want to, but don't block me from doing what I want to do. And that's, that's where the issue and why they understood affirmative action was needed. Because the thing was, we don't, we didn't want to work for your companies. We had our own. And a lot of things that happened, like with segregation was the final nail in those coffins because we had our own businesses but a lot of that stuff was destroyed along with segregation. We had our own transportation industries, but there were steps taken to ruin those things and to take those things. We had lands and farming developments, like even until, even recently, where you had the black farmers that were being sold the 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 garbage, the, uh, garbage seed, and you had the uh, the banks where they were doing things specifically to ruin the banks, um, th their uh, actual books, where when we had our own uh, uh, factories and our own mining companies, and they were literally destroying or are actually taking action to force us to sell them under their value or we'd be killed or murdered. So those things are very real things that the problem is we have so many people who want to lick the boots of other people. And that way they can be, look, I'm the best nigga boy servant around here. And I don't want you to get in good graces with Massa because I lick boots the best. I eat from the dog food bowl the best. Instead of them actually standing up, placing them in the position so that us together can create our own industries so that we can place ourselves in position of power so that we have ownership. Why beg you for a job when I can own the industry on my own and we all can thrive together and protect one another? We need more than just, that's what I like about how the Nation of Islam thinks. It's not about having your own business. It's about having your own nation. You need police. You need politicians. You need banks. You need food industry. You need regulations. You need power grids. You need water filtration. You need people who are teachers. You need educators. You That's need elders. Everyone else has it. Yep. And the, the issue is we have to see each other as who we actually are. And when you have someone blocking that, they have literally, especially black people, when they're blocking things that they feel should be white industries where they don't understand who they are and how important they are and who we are. And I think that's what's hurtful because we look at someone who they may look like us, but they ain't us. Oh, Oreos. And I think we should segue into our let me other subject. Let me yeah. let me hold for going. No, 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 you can do your thing. You got some sweet baby rays. All right, all right. <laughs> right now, this sweet. Me. I'm trying to tell you about to put some sauce on this. <laughs> My sauce is gonna be a little different. I, I guess I'm on this uh, wishing nigga <laughs> wood sauce today. Um, because I'm about to put a mirror to what you just said. Yeah, there's always two sides to a story. Uh huh. And 
the other side to the story is that you said inter- you said segregation was the final. We got segregation and integration. So you said segregation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit the other side. Uh I'm going to go with the integration part. Yeah. So I'm going to use the most famous city for all of us, which is Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street was the most thriving city in black, in modern history of black people. We had our own banks. We had our own everything over Mm -hmm. there. But why did we have it and why did we thrive? Because we, we were thrived. taking care of one another. Right. But we thrived because we were in segregation. Yeah. Integration was the worst thing that ever happened to us. And that came from your boy, Martin Luther King. Because before integration, the segregation. Oh, you know that? Yeah. Martin Luther King said. Yeah, he actually. I, 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 know. I, yeah. Think, I'm, I, said, I think I'm integrating my people into, into a, a burning, burning house. house. The man was saying that integration was one of the worst things for us because yeah. we were fighting for every, we were fighting to integrate into a house that didn't want you. Yeah. We yeah. had our own businesses, we had our own banks, we had our own everything mm-hmm. when we were separated and we were thriving. We fought for integration because we didn't have the mindset that we were gods. We didn't have the mindset that we could do this on our own because we so used to masters drinking. The white yeah. man ice is colder. His water tastes mm-hmm. better, and it's coming out the same, same pipe. Type. Yep. Forcing them to right. No, we thought it was forcing them to benefit us, but it was still set up for the benefit of them in the long yeah. run. So integration was the final nail That's that what actually killed us in our success mm-hmm. and because we and what. Oh, no, you're not picking up on the mic. Oh, hello. Um, Hi, how are you? I was saying that there was more funding given to schools if you were an integrated school. You got a lot more money but given was- towards you to operate and to, you know, have just just basically just but, got but, more money. But hold on, but hold, you got more money, but what was the clause with the money? Every, nothing is free in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You integrate... You can't be all black school, but guess what? You also had to take our education because yeah. before then we set up our own systems. So when you set up your own system, you're setting up for the benefit of yourself. Go ahead. But, an, but another thing too, Go I ahead, think, let's or go. did I lose my point? Uh, uh, another thing too, why they even did that is that they could never see themselves under anything that you have going on. Yeah. Boom. They're never going to put them, put them, you over Above. them. Right. So Nor any system or any kind them. of right, yeah, not mm-hmm. even not even equal because equal is is a power dynamic too. That's like well, we got the same level of stuff going on, right? But what it is, so. was is I love what you were talking about with Black Wall Street. A lot of people don't understand the vast wealth. They look at the wealth, but they don't see how far it stretched out and what it actually created. Because when you see black people with their own mining industries with their own oil industries. And it's it wasn't the fact that, oh, we're, we're on the same level. It's that we were better. Right. In 12 years, these things were fully developed. And when you're looking at a span of 20 years, that's one generation. These things have outdone it. But the thing is, it's more than just the black and white thing. 
what people were looking at is they wanted to integration is erasure. Oh, you understand God. what I'm saying? Oh, 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 go ahead. I hope you're wrong with this one. Integration is erasure because when I go to Mexico, I don't want to see hip hop culture in Mexico. When I go to Italy, I don't want to see, you understand what I'm saying? I want to see that distinct thing that makes it what it is. But if we just run America theme all over the planet, it ceases to be its Integrate. own self. Oh, and no, go right ahead because I, I, I see no, you right. got your chef hat Ooh, on. I got my chef hat on, but I'm running because, you know, the, the thing about being a chef in a kitchen where there's more than one chef is you have to learn when to let the other chef cook better. So I'm humbly. It's all like conversation. <laughs> well, Two I'll go chefs. ahead. And, I'll go ahead and keep going because one thing that we have to learn as blacks, and when we're talking about gatekeeping, we don't need their gate. We don't need to keep there. It's it's time out for us to keep up there. A gatekeeper is is actually a part of upkeep. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the upkeep on something that we should own ourselves. We should more than just own our own land. You know, it's not about, Hey, I got my own business. Yeah. But do you have it in your own city? Do you own the politicians? Do you have, we're complaining so much about the police. Where's your own force? Why is it that you don't understand? Like, the sad part is, without having ownership, I agree with what Killer Mike said. If they decided they want to completely cut us off, what could you do? Where are you going to eat? Where are you going to go? How are you going to get your power on? Where's your cell phones going to come from? Ooh, because Sorry. we have to develop our own house. You can't respect a man who does not have his own house. When he's constantly begging. Hey, I need you. You better hire me at your job. Now, we know what's happened. We know that they've taken things. But now it's time for us to take our own. Because, okay, we have to start from ground zero. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. It was all jacked up. No matter. Start it anyway. And without us coming together, and putting aside our differences and seeing that, okay, I don't really care what your religion are. We're all black. We all need to make sure that we win. We all need to make sure that if you have this, we're going to support, I'm going to go to your store because that's where I need to go. You understand my palate. You understand what I'm looking for. You understand me as a person. I'm going to go to this doctor who cares about my health. I'm going to educate this sister or this brother or this or even elders because the more that we support one another, the more that we build those communities in every area and not just focus on one thing, making money because it's more than making money. It's more than education. You got to, we're being fought on every front, whether it's media, whether it's health, whether it's food, whether it's law, and when we, the more people that we put on into every area, you have protection on all sides. 
I'm going to jump on this and I'm going to jump off because we are way past our number Oh, time. yeah. We, we, we're really yeah, cooking. We're about to cook it. But if y'all want to keep cooking, we keep going. If not, we'll, we'll burn stop it. it. Um, right. Burn this thing up. <laughs> so, I'm a, so I love what you just said because you gave the description of what I'm about to deal with. You said we need our own. If you don't have your own, you get cut off. So the best description for everyone to see and understand this modernly right now, it was going on a few weeks ago with Hamas and Palestine, right? Palestine and Israel. The system that Israel set up is that they control the water, the power, and everything else that goes into the area. So if they controlled it, when they start bombing and they were killing mess and killing up the hospitals, they cut off the supplies to it, so therefore the people can get themselves better. So hence the situation got worse. So that's me giving you a modern example of when someone else controls your food, your water, your electricity, everything that you need, if someone else controls it, they are the determining factor to your livelihood. So, you know, with that, I'm, I'm backing off. Um, Unless y'all want to keep going for a few minutes. Yeah, we need to go ahead and we'll wrap it. We'll put we'll a wrap ball it. on it. Like, like uh, Keela said, uh, excuse me, like um, Chung Lee said over here, <laughs> if we keep going, we'll cook it. We'll burn the food. So oh, I said I wanted to burn the food. I don't like burnt food. I like mine well seasoned, but not burnt. So you have anything else you want to wrap up with? I'm going to go ahead and close out with your final words. That was that was Zen Peacock, and she would like to thank you for 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 listening to cocktails and conversations this evening. All right, Hootie Hoo and Chung Lee was with us. Thank y'all for joining us this evening for the show. Um, this is your boy. It's your brother. I ain't your boy. It's your brother Yusuf Muhammad, Yams Creation. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. The next show we should be introducing what's the next term for 2024 and you know highlights what we should be looking for that's probably what we should deal with as we close out the year what are you looking to change in 2024 because 2024 represents eight eight is the number and infinity get your infinity stones up uh thanos um snap your finger and with that (laughs) i mean you can change your life to do something better but what are you changing it for so probably deal with that on the next show to change your life 2024, all that good stuff. But this is Yamalo. Yeah, I ain't no hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Talking on the mic. I'm saying thank y'all for joining us for Cocktails and Conversation. It is me. And I'm chilling with my brother. Y'all know it's Tim Hargrove, Dark Shining. Darkness, everybody. Appreciate Darkness. y'all for coming through. This was a great conversation. Yes, it was. Hopefully y'all. <laughs> Like it. <laughs> we'll tell a friend to tell a friend to tell your mama to tell their friend and their son don't listen to it. Gonna beat their ass. <laughs> oh, it's all this violent they be talking about, man. They about that life. But thank y'all for tuning in. Join us again another few days and be out of here. Peace. Peace. This is Tim Hargrove, known as Nuba. Tune in for cocktails and conversations. Friday, 7 p.m. on all streaming platforms. Subscribe, like, and tell somebody.